we, we used to have, no? We sometimes we'd watch a movie, and sometimes at, at the end of it or during the week, I'd stop it and we'd talk a bit about it, no? So we can't remember what we talked about particularly. We talked about so whatever, whatever the gist of it was, the pointing. It has transformed from ideas into subtle form of uh, understanding that remain you, inside you, but you don't know what that is anymore, isn't it? Yes. You see, I mean, at the time you had a, a a more clear conceptual understanding of what was being said, but as time went on, it seems to dissolve it as ideas, you know, and then they became sort of subtle form of energy, which 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 you know in some way affects your dynamic energy field. You became lighter. The whole purpose mm-hmm. of these interactions, satsangs, is to heighten the consciousness and to move it away out of the domain of the sort of person and into the domain of presence. It becomes lighter because the person consciousness uses uh, the mind a lot as a kind of bank to store information and to give it the sense that the world you see, that we can learn about it, but the world we see is not a fixed thing. It's always changing. And the one who is learning is also part of the change as well. So the whole thing is changing together. But in the memory has the ability to make a kind of psychic photograph and to give the impression that your memory is solid, but it's not solid. You know? So the best way of uh, using this memory, because you can't retain all this information, the people who can retain information get stagnant, they stagnate. The information has to transform into kind of spiritual energy, and that energy either takes it sort of to raise the consciousness into a thinner atmosphere, where it becomes more what I would call spirit. But if it doesn't do that, you know, it can also stay in a kind of mental field as well too, which is kind of just you know more like carbon monoxide than oxygen, if it only stays as a kind of mental energy. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Because these are there are schools of thought in a way you can say. If we say, um, suppose we said we take for for instance we accepted that Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, was uh, say uh, thirty thousand years ago as a as a number. We don't know. People speak all different things. Some people say it was. You know, seven thousand years ago, eleven thousand years ago. Some say it was three thousand years ago. Some say two thousand years ago. There's different schools of thought, so none of them can be. We don't know who they are, but let's say we could measure that it was, say, ten thousand years ago. Now, suppose you you look up in the heavens and you see a star, which is say, 10,000 light years away. So it would take 10,000 years for the light leaving that, that we are seeing. The light takes 10,000 years to travel from the, that star to your eyes. It takes 10,000 years. So it could even be that, say, the star might have died 5,000 years ago, but because the light takes 10,000 years to, to travel, 
then in a way you're still seeing a light, but the star is not there anymore because it's still traveling. Still, the light is still going. So, using this kind of light theory, we could say, if you can look towards a star that's ten thousand years uh, um, light years away, so it takes ten light years. So, then in that case. We are looking from here to the star, that's ten thousand light years away. Then, if we reverse it so that we were looking from the star at the Earth, then you'd be able to see Adam and Eve move in the Garden of Eden, in the same way that we are seeing the physical light of the star, isn't it? If you could reverse yes. that, so if we were on the star, the, the 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 image you would see on the Earth is of this guy and this woman in this garden. Um, you know, we are their descendants. You know, great, 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 great grandchildren. Okay, to ten thousand years now, we are here now. And some seeds from the thing. So they have not had any children yet, but we are ten thousand, thousand, thousand years later on. There are so many generations ahead. We are their offspring. You know, eight billion human beings is the offspring, the children of Adam and Eve now, plus billions who have gone and passed already. But they are still virgins there in Eden. And so if we were to be able to be on the star looking, what we would see, like what we are seeing, is, is, is a star, a planet that's, say, 10,000 light years, to be able just to see it. We could be seeing a movie, or seeing not a movie, but the actuality of Adam and Eve going. Now these things are fascinating to human consciousness, but it's kind of rubbish. It's all in in the mind, you see. But because the human being love and we are fascinated by the the whole um, expression of creative create creativity and creative thinking, because consciousness loves to create. In, in the forms it loves to create. We are creative beings. We want to create. We want to do. We want to. We are, and time. We need time to create. And we need memory to remember what we created, and and how we created, and to inform what we want to create next time, and so on. So, this is a whole sort of expression of the consciousness in its human expression. So, what has happened then for the human beings who are, in a way, reversing that? That momentum to to create, but they're not doing it deliberately. Let's say we want to reverse creativity. They just want to find the truth. But in just finding the truth, because if you want to reverse creativity, you have to you have to use some anti you know so anti creative principle, which is still some kind of concept also. But the one who realizes the truth is not trying to do anything like that. They just have an urge to know what is real. So in a way. This is what makes us enjoy these movies, in a sense, because the mind can create infinite rooms of possibilities of ways it can create, and so it talks about, uh, you know, the kind of the the, the consciousness and the subconscious and the sub subconsciousness and these different stratas of consciousness, which functions in different time, different time frames, but even in our time frame, there are species who. Of a different sense of time, like an insect who just lives for for a day, but that day, 
as the same value and wholeness of a human life that lives for seventy years to them or something, you know. So we can play with these ideas, but at the end of the day, what do we have? <laughs> because also the dreamer sort of comes to an end of their dream, and then somehow, you know, in a sense, you can say we wake up into another state. But it's also a dream. Also, is it possible to escape all of that? Even while in the dream, in a sense, some aspect of us is in the dream. But if totally it was dream, if it was totally a dream, then it wouldn't be called dream. If it was totally, totally, totally dream, everything is dream. We wouldn't know anything about dreaming. In fact, it would just be so much. Uh, just now, and whose dream would it be? So we said it's God's dream. If it was truly a dream, yeah, so yes. that every aspect, the every aspect of ourself is dream. Mm. There was no such thing as mm. something that's beyond beyond the dream. Yes, yes. Mm. Then it wouldn't be known as dream. Yes. Mm. You understand? It we could be not. Reality, no? huh? reality. We wouldn't even know it's reality because reality is in, re- in oh. re- relative to to dream. There has to be, you know, some interrelated opposite. Just like you cannot say something is large unless you know the sense of what's small or something. Mm. We need these opposites to have a gauge of, to read. You need a scale to kind of read the weight of things. So we can go into this, and I know people who they're like, "What do you think? I'm going on the physics of life, you know?" But the end, you know, they're still miserable and. Uh, Still confused and put their head in ovens and stuff and jump out of windows and stuff. Yeah. It's like the attention cannot be fixed on it. It comes in a flash and and like a lot of seeing can happen, but but like there's no, like the attention cannot cannot stay on it. So it is good why the attention cannot stay on it because, because such contentment. Yes, when you are begin to discover yourself. But there are people whose attention can stay on it. They can their attention can stay and keep on moving deeper and deeper into the inner world of the mind and and can go into these kind of concepts and play with them. In the end, the world that we call now the actual world, whatever that is, which is still very much interpretive, you see, but the layer on which we are living and coexisting and so on, they are their lives seem to be incompetent on this level very often, because they have no value of this. This is too mundane for them. So they create a world, but the world is inside the mind. I know a few. And they live in this world of the mind. When they go inside, it's like they are some, they're, in, they're on a trip or something. And they're in this, and they can just be in this. But it's like looking through a book or, or watching movies, but they use it as a kind of gate to go into this world that they can be in this, the internet has really has been a big door for many people who want to escape, but they want to escape into regions of, mm. uh, you know, mm. sort of um, psychological, mental worlds, uh, you know, sci-fi imagination, go back into time imagination, and so on. It's very, very different from uh, the mind of a sage. Very, very different altogether. And can you dis- discern these things? 
Because when you meet the people, uh, what is a simple thing you will know? What is a simple, you know? What is the, the one second thing you will know? What, how will you know? You don't, you don't have time to think. How will you know? Energetically. Energetically, you know. Because the vibration of the Spirit is absent from these mental worlds, very flat. Beings who live in God don't live only on oxygen. They live only in the oxygen of the Spirit. They don't live on oxygen. They are not living only as body-mind. They are, they are, they are somehow not, not alive. If you can look at the, like, in a way, the traffic, thought. Let's create the image of human beings in their mental patterns. You, know, you can see the traffic of thought. Sometimes you see these films of a city and cars and stuff moving. And then you can see something just moving very slowly, or something still, in relation to the other things that are it's almost as though the mind of an awakened being is like that stillness. But at the same time, its dynamic expression can be part of everything. But it is at the same time the root of that stillness. Not necessarily physical stillness, but internally. Even I don't have to call it stillness, because it cannot be other than stillness. You know, stillness implies almost an anti-action, but it's not an anti-action. You know, it's not like what is not like the subtlety you would perceive through a non-action. Because it's still related to action. And the self is although we have to use the words like it's unmoving and non-moving, but there are qualities and it has no quality. And how we know this? Because we are this. <laughs> and this is why it's difficult to say, oh, people say, oh, but I just still I listen to you and I find all these things, but I still don't know what I am. I said, yeah, you want to use your mind to know. You cannot know through the mind. It's not a kind of knowing like that, like you and and you knowing the self. Like it's, it's, not, it's not. You are the self. And that simple thing is all the difference. It is is that to know is to be and uh, and neither of them are verbs it's not an action taken now how can these things i'm speaking be living you know how can it be I cannot say converted into, but how can it be alive? 
so it's not just merely theoretical, that it's not merely of the mind like we were talking about. That it's not just another kind of possibility of thinking. How would you know that it's not just another possibility of thinking, another avenue that the, that the mind can go? Like we're looking at this film, this Inception or something, no? that is looking into these, like, you know, playing. I mean, of course, for me, I see it's just a movie and it's fun. But some people take this thing very, very seriously and they want to research it, you know. Like uh, I watched one uh, documentary, and it's uh, it's it's now a big it's a big thing actually. I don't know if how it is now. It was big business some while ago that people who were sick, late stage of sicknesses, then and and maybe not so late actually because they invite people who are not so late, you know, but who have a a, a terminal case, to accept freezing their body. Into this, uh, with this, um, I don't know what is the thing they call you guys probably. Cryogenics. Huh? Cryogenics. Yeah. Okay. So that they put them in some deep uh, thing, freeze. So it arrests the the condition. So at some time in the future, when when we find a cure for this thing, they can re-stimulate uh, the vital uh, organs and bring you back to life and cure your body so you can continue. Um, Living, because this I feel is the fear in the human being. You know, they don't want to come to an end. They don't want to come to an end, because they believe they can come to an end. You know, but they want to stay forever as the thing that must come to an end. But there's something that doesn't come to an end, but they can't find that out. So this belief that only the body mind is there. And we see that uh, somehow something comes to an end, the person comes to an end, the relationship seems to come to an end, everything comes to an end, and they don't want to come to an end. And if anyway, that even if they, they could restore these bodies in, in 50 years from now, those relationships won't be there for you. Unless your whole family and all your friends are going to the same, the same treatment. There's so much uh, in the playground, conceptually, for a human being. I feel, you see, that we are hugely fortunate you know, to be drawn into uh, towards the realization of the self, because there are so many areas the mind can go, your attention can go, the spirit can. As you assuming the form of a person in the body mind realm can be floating in those kind of galaxies for quite a long time on this on these on this on these realms for a very long time which probably we have been doing i don't know but those who are in there you see like i hear they use idea they research these things no like when i said to you that you know only when you're coming out of a state you can you can reevaluate it when you're in the state. It seems totally real. Only when you're leaving it, uh, then you can say, "Oh, you know, wow, that was so and so." I heard him say that in the film, like things like this. Um, and that when you're in a, a state that you identify with, it's totally real. It's just this is what your life is. Your reality It's only if you're lucky to be leaving that state in a in a really powerful way, profound way, 
then you can realize that that state was a limitation. While you're in it, it seems like it's everything, like it's universal, that it's unending. Coming out of it, it's like it's just a bubble. So, oh my God, I'm glad, you know. You know, your world is your your village. Your real world is your village. The rest is just uh, what you hear about, and people traveling from those places coming to your village give you a sense that those places exist. Wherever you live is always the center of the world. Until you begin to travel, and you say, oh "My God, it's I mean, the world is a big place, you know." And then there's Chinese people. There's a Chinese. This is really the land of the Chinese. These are real. That everybody's Chinese here. Wow. You go to India. All people are Indian. Look at them. Their face looks so different. They are so alike. They like. And all the Chinese are so alike, but different. And you know, sometimes people have these these uh, these kind of reactions. You know. When they come from uh, a place they're not used to at first, but very quickly they get used to it, because the mind, the power of the consciousness is so powerful. You know, if aliens come, but I'm very very far away from my body now. Like I don't have anything to do. It's like it's very pleasant, but it's it's very far away. Anything yeah. in this? But yeah, just here. I'm like, um, oh, yeah, only just here. Yeah, just here. Yes. This is it. This is it. It's it's like I had the same experience came to me the other night. Like everything just. Became like no no body feeling just space, but I saw that body seeing that is what's seeing here. Like it's just this quality less. Mm. This is what I am. This quality less, and it cannot travel. It cannot. Mm. Mm, it's not in space, far mm. away. It's just yes. this, and and that it it's it was such a so nice to feel that it's yeah. it's not an experience. It's not an experience. Yeah. It's true, somehow. Yes, you're just here. Yes, yes. <laughs> the sensation you can feel something feels like it's floating away or something like this. It's only say you're just here. The sensation mm-hmm. is the sense of maybe floating away. But you're just here. Saying that if aliens arrived here, <laughs> like I said before, no, and then everybody would be my colleagues. News all over the world that now it's got nothing to do with the American government concealing everything. They are actually here in Portugal. They're walking around in Lisbon, and people come all over the world to go and see them and shake their hands and see them in the supermarket and all this kind of stuff. And you know, after one month. <laughs> No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. Our minds have gotten used to it. I mean, if if some is coming, there's some coming to see us, in you know, Alentejo. You know, it's oh, you know, we just go and see them, go and see them. But we know now that they're around now, and 
and stuff like that. And that uh, <laughs> you are coming, a new lot is coming to Spain next month. Oh, the Spanish are very happy. So what are they going to be? Are they nice? Are they nice? Are they very nice? Do they look like you? Do they look like you? Oh, no, they're a little different, a bit taller. Huh? Oh, be curious for a bit. But we accept because the consciousness is so adaptable. This is why it's so important that when we listen to these things, we don't go with imagination. Mm. Just listen in the space of the being.